This is a podcast that I am currently winning. I have one point, Jay has zero. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting shut out thus far. It's mm-hmm. embarrassing. But, okay, here's what I was thinking. So, you didn't notice. I know you didn't notice, because it would have been impossible for you to notice. But, we did have a different jingle bringing us in that time. Ooh. And there was one that I really liked, and one that you did not pick. <laughs> and the other one that we kind of mutually agreed upon. So, I think we should let the, the listeners vote on what their favorite one is and if they pick the one that i liked and you didn't like then i get a point yeah so but if they pick the, the other one if they pick the other one i'll give you a point even though it was a mutual decision okay that's fair so far the way the votes will work out i think it's i'm gonna vote for me you're gonna vote for you and then there's gonna be one swing vote <laughs> <laughs> well no we we definitely have at least two listeners two? Oh, it could be a tie yeah. then <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i gave two people um Gave two people pre, pre-listening pre rights so oh, we could get a little feedback, but I think after this episode, we're going to release it to the big, bad, wide open public. We're done with the pilots. Yeah, this is the last pilot episode, people. We officially have learned everything there is to learn about podcasting, yeah. and we're an official podcast now. Can now be listened to on Google Podcasts, Spotify, I don't think Apple Podcasts, um, but then there's a few other random apps that it's on. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you like what so we're legit. doing, comment on uh, Spotify or leave us a rating on whatever podcasting app you're using. Mm-hmm. All right. That, that's enough podcast talk. I want to talk about my week. Yeah. Well, I, dude, I need to just decompress from today, first off. <laughs> really? Okay. Now, the, I guess that's kind of where I was at last week. Yeah. So... When I say I need to decompress from the day, that makes it sound like I did a lot, which is the exact opposite of what happened. Um, Okay. So, essentially, um, let me set the scene. Aaron's been visiting this week, which has been a delight. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I haven't seen her in a long time. She just got back from, was it three months of van life? Three months? Was it that long? Yeah, I think so. I could be making it up. I guess, yeah, because I was at Cooper for freaking ever. Yeah. Makes sense. No, so she was out there for a long time, and I felt like I hadn't seen her in a long time, so it was really nice to see her. Um, Does she have, like, dreads now? Yeah, no, she's and, got... Like, only wears crop tops? She has cornrows, and she was wearing open-toed shoes the whole time, even while, while she slept. Um, <laughs> but... I, I always knew she was headed that direction. Yeah, yeah, no. It was... She was on an unstoppable course once she started backpacking. But... Um, I'll, I'll talk about the whole visit, but just today, so it was like, woke up, just really tired and sore, you'll find out why later, but, um, didn't go for a run in the morning, did some, uh, did some easy morning yoga with Aaron, and then had coffee, and I was pretty worthless at work today, I was just like, not feeling great, but, um, Aaron and I, we had our second day of watching multiple movies in one work day. Like okay. just on in the background, but uh, one of them had one of the movies had Ben Schwartz, and then I was also just watching episodic content from Ben Schwartz. If you know who that is, um, I, I don't think I do. He plays John Ralphio. Oh, okay, <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, so it's just been like a, one of those really long days where I just like felt tired the whole time and just like gross because I didn't run. But um, I watched a lot of movies, ate a lot of Cheez-Its, and. Half a pot of mac and cheese, a roll of like cinnamon rolls. Oh my lord! So, then like I got to the end of the day, like six o'clock, and I was just like, I had some stuff I need to do today. Like I lost my tent stakes, and I was just like, I was planning on going to REI, but I was just like, shoot, like I just forgot that I actually had like people things to do. <laughs> so oh, wait, I'm still alive. Yeah, no. So the day just kind of got away from me, and now I like haven't done anything, and it's like. 6.45, and I'm just like... Oh. So then you were like, well, might as well record a podcast. Yeah, I guess we're mailing it in today. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, uh, yeah, just this one, this one kind of got away from me. I'm, I definitely... <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah, but, but how are you doing, man? I miss you. Um, well, let me tell you, the Cooper outage is over. I am no longer in Nebraska. 
It is great to be back in Wilmington at Sydney's side. Oh, you're back back now. Nope, that's what I wish I was saying today. <laughs> no, you got me. But um, as I was packing, on my last day of work in Nebraska, as I was packing my bags ready to go home, I got a text from my manager that said, hey, you done in Nebraska? And I was all happy. I was like, yep, we got done early. Killed it. Great outage. And then he's like, cool. Can you go to San Jose? And I was like, oh, why? Because he had some little project he wanted me to do in San Jose just for a week. But I was like, bro, I want to hang out with my girlfriend. Yeah. It's sad that you... <laughs> but I... Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. You were just able to convince me that you were home even though, like, I'm... You told me yesterday you were in yeah, San Jose. Yeah, you knew I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to keep it secret, but then I blew my cover yesterday, but then I was committed to the bit. You still pulled, pulled so. one over on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's <laughs> Not much gets past Jay Wilson. No, nope, but. but on today, everything gets past Jay Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I did, I did get to be home for 24 hours. So I flew from Nebraska back to Wilmington, was there for a hot 24, and then (laughs) flew back out to San Jose, (laughs) and have been here all week. Just finished my last day of work here, and now tomorrow again, I'm about to fly back to Wilmington. Oh man, dude. So. Just word up to Brian, you're you're doing a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, it's the job, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. But... I gotta say, me and Sydney had a delightful 24 hours. No, I'm glad. Did you guys, what did you guys do? I got home. We snugged for a little bit. Um, Watched Gilmore Girls. Of course. Watched an episode. um, Ate some of her homemade food that I've been wanting for so long. Nice. And I repaid her with a box of (laughs) Pop-Tarts that I brought home from the road. Were they on-brand Pop-Tarts? On-brand Pop-Tarts. Dude, when I'm on the road, I ball out. I go brand name. Goodness. Yeah. Um, so we did that, um, and then I went for my run, and she biked next to me. Oh. First time we've done that. That's a good setup. I really like that. It, it was really good, yeah, um, but she, Sydney, I learned, does not know how to ride a bike. What? <laughs> no, she knows how to ride a bike, but she hasn't ridden a bike in, like, ten years. Oh, man. And did you and ever on a road bike? No, yeah. Oh. She had never ridden a road bike That's before. like a whole new bike riding experience. Like, I remember being scared because yeah. of how thin the tires were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, she had ridden a bike once about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And then before that, it had been like ten years since she had ridden a bike. So she is oh, not a bike rider. So <laughs> it's like... like she, like, learned and then never biked again. That's basically. like Davy Jones only being able to set foot on land every... what? How long is it? <laughs> every ten years. Every ten so years? Just like, I think it's five years. I can only ride a bike once every decade. Yeah. <laughs> but she did a great job. Um, yeah, she didn't fall off at all. I just lowered the seat. Wait, did you say falafel? Yeah, falafel. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, and it was a great setup, because, like, I was, I've been feeling good lately. I was pushing, like, seven flat. So then she was, like, cruising along on the bike, just good enough. I, mm-hmm. She even figured out the gears while she was riding, and they're weird on That's those bikes. That's impressive. Um, but, yeah, it was good. But she was complaining about the seat a lot. Yeah. Because she's used to, like, nice plush seats and shock absorbers mm-hmm. on a mountain bike. Yeah, that'll get so, you. And then eight miles is kind of, like, a lot to ride if you haven't ridden mm-hmm. in a long time. So she then she was complaining about her sit bones hurting. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. But honestly, the the hard seats feel better like for a long, long time, I feel like. I know, yeah. I'm like once you get used to it, that's the way to go. Yeah. It helps build up that butt callus. Oh yeah. I've been nursing mine. <laughs> you can't lose it once you got it. It is a pain. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just I just like to sit down and rub my butt on sandpaper a little bit for oh, I just, uh, about 20 minutes a day just to keep the butt cast. I put blocks in front and behind my bicycle inside the house and just do work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually charge my laptop by pedaling. I have, an, I have an office chair that just goes to a tiny bike seat. <laughs> it has the regular back, though. Yeah, <laughs> <Like it's> a- <laughs> and armrests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it has arrow bars. <laughs> really gotta crank out this report no, wait they have those keyboards that like it's you put your hands like this yeah you need it yeah arrow <laughs> bars with a keyboard on it dude we're gonna revolutionize the workplace 
Um, I definitely have been pushing the limits of productivity with remote work. Yeah. Um, no, but was that... So that was that sounded like a pretty good 24 hours. Well, that was just like six hours. <laughs> Dude, we're just getting started. Yeah, so we did that, and then our friends just put in this dope-ass bonfire pit in their backyard. Mm-hmm. It's like a gigantic sandbox with a fire pit in it. And then they built these benches out of just cinder blocks and two-by-fours. I was like, those are freaking dope. One of which we broke because the, the cinder blocks were not cemented in, so we leaned back and just toppled the thing. The cinder blocks <laughs> broke. But, um, so that was super fun. Oh, we finally, me and Sydney drank that beer that she had been holding until I got back. Nice. And I didn't realize how big of a deal the beer was. It was called Pumpkin. Yeah. Um, and literally everyone at the bonfire was like, whoa, where'd you get that? How'd you find it? Yeah. And I was like, wow. No. It's pretty good. Sydney, when I was there when she got it, and she got two cases or four packs, and she's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, no, I'm going to I'm get one for us to drink tonight and then one for Brian, and that's probably all we'll get this season. Because, like, she didn't want to stock up, and she said, this is the only time it's going to be here because it just got here and it's going to be gone. And I was like, okay, Sydney. Like, we could find it somewhere <laughs> if we looked for it. But no, like, you could not find it. We were out to a bar, I forget where, or no, we were at the grocery store, and we saw people, like, perusing the beer aisle, and they're just like, nah, I can't, it's not here. And then they're just like, what are you looking for again? And the person was like, pumpkin, it's like the best pumpkin beer. And then, like, I looked at Sydney, I was just like, like, it really is gone, and everybody's looking for it, (laughs) or, like, at least those people. I was just astounded that, like, it's a a big thing, and they just run out every time. These two people... (laughs) <laughs> extrapolate everyone well okay it's like you, i know what you mean though yeah yeah and like okay if it runs out that quick every time like it was like nowhere near the end of fall season when you just can't find it anymore yeah make more pumpkin there's a market guys <laughs> yeah you try to if you're a business person you're not doing this right yeah there's like well the, i think they started out they made one four pack the first year and then it sold and they're just like <laughs> Well, I guess I'll make two next year. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they're only up to like ten now. Yeah, and we got two of them. Yeah. So then, what do you think of it? I thought it was really good. I never really had pumpkin beer. I used to really like pumpkin pie, but that sort of got phased out for me. And like, I just warmed up to pumpkin spice lattes. So like, okay, pumpkin is hit or miss for me. And then pumpkin beer, I really didn't expect to hit that hard, but it was really good. Yeah, I liked it. It was, like, a little creamy. Yeah. It was, like, a creamy pumpkin. It was definitely better. The only other pumpkin beer I think I've had is when um, it was on sale for, like, (laughs) an absurdly low price at a gas station in Cincinnati the one time. So we got, like, four cases, and then half of it got stolen by a homeless guy. Yep. (laughs) It It was better than that. Okay, that's good. So, of the two pumpkin beers I've had... That one was the best. Maybe the homeless man changed locations and is now stealing all the pumpkin. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, if I were him, I would definitely rather be homeless in Wilmington than Cincinnati. Yeah, the pumpkin beer's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what more do you want? <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. Went to the bonfire and then um, went home. And then the next morning we woke up, uh, played some cribbage. I skunked Sydney. Ooh. <laughs> And then she beat me regular in the second game, but I still gained one match on her. There so. you go. She's leading the series by two now, I think. Okay, okay. But I'm making my comeback. Yeah. And then we went out to a nice brunch Ooh. where we balled out because I, because I got back and... Uh, oh, we got we went out for dinner, too. We got Poke Bowls. We didn't really go out. But mm-hmm. I was on the company dime when I traveled back in, and then the next day I was traveling out, so I was still on the company dime. Ooh. So we went out and got a bougie brunch, nice. and then took me to the airport, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, pretty good twenty-four hours though, right? Yeah, no, you packed it, it to the rafters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, I've been out in San Jose. The project here is nice. It's a tooling project, mm-hmm. so one of the their tools that they use for training out here broke. Um, and I think there's only one guy in GE that knows how to fix it. <laughs> so oh, we gotta get Earl. Where is he? Yeah, he's in California. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, Adam Fry. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, we're not supposed to use names on the podcast. Hey. Well, he's a, he's a great guy, yeah. a good guy, and extremely valuable. Clearly. <laughs> so my manager was like, "I need you to go out and like record the whole process and like take a bunch of notes. Um, so you're gonna like knowledge capture." Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, but something I really enjoy is like taking notes and recording a process or information, and then like. 
curating it so that it's like able to be passed on and disseminated to other people. You do treat the people so who pretty... come after you very well. Yeah, I try to. <laughs> yeah, you like you're always I, out on I, manuals. <laughs> yeah, dude, I have a document that's a a GE employee's guide to hiking Half Dome while in San Jose for training. <laughs> <laughs> Sold millions of copies. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, so it's right up my alley. It was fun. I learned a lot. The guy I'm working with is very cool. <laughs> the, guy, the unnamed man that I'm working with. <laughs> um, he, like, he communicates in uh, much of the same way I do. Like, um, just very chill and mm-hmm. very, like, I don't know, polite. Like, asking you to do things rather than saying, like, hey, do that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, could you help me with blah, blah, blah. So that's good. I'm going to be working with him more in the future because there's also some tools at a power plant that need refurbished that he's the only one that knows how to fix. So I think they're grooming me to be the next guy, one guy that knows how to fix all the tools. Oh, dang. Is there any, like, residual? Because you said you were going to, you were trying to move to San Jose for a while. Is there any residual of that where there's like, oh, there's a project in San Jose. We'll send Brian real quick. Um, well, I have made it abundantly clear that I enjoy San Jose. Okay. So, yeah. Um, side oh, note. But oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, you mentioned uh, you, there's parts that need refurbished. Uh-huh. Um, that made me think for the first time in my life, is everything coming off the manufacturing line at any factory that's a product, is there a furbishing step? <laughs> furbish. <laughs> you furbish it, they open it, it's like, ah, they lost the furbish. And then, like, you're trying <laughs> to resell it, and you're just like, well, we got to go get it refurbished. Like, <laughs> It's all out of furbish. Yeah. Is, is furbish just a synonym for, like, make, then? Maybe. Or manufacturing? It's I'm maybe, like, some, plant. I think it's, like, proprietary packaging. Like, it's synonymous with shrink wrap or box or bubble wrap. But, like, when you refurbish something, you don't repack it. You just, like, sure you do. fix it. I don't know. Have you ever got something didn't... refurbished that was just, like, somebody handed it to you? They're just like, yep, it's refurbished, I promise. Well, well, <laughs> well it can be. I don't know. We'll we'll table that. Yeah, put a pin in it. (laughs) Okay. But then, I guess I have a lot of talk about about being in San Jose this time. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, normally I stay in this, like, suburb, kind of, that's, like, a little outside of San Jose. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice. I know all the restaurants. I like all the restaurants. I know where to run. Just the basics. Um, This time, I stayed in downtown San Jose. Because a few of my friends did that last time, and it seemed fun. And let me tell you, when I first got here, I was like, I hate this and everything about it. <laughs> well, it's so, good that you kept an open mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, maybe I just don't like it because I'm not familiar with it. But after the first day, I was like, nope, this is terrible. <laughs> I literally booked a room at the other hotel that I usually stay out and was ready to check out the next morning. But then I calmed down <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. And then I canceled the other room. <laughs> Well, the reason I was so worked up is because I was already annoyed. Driving is difficult. There's so many more stoplights. Mm-hmm. There's stoplights for no reason. There's a stoplight for just a pedestrian crosswalk that not once have I seen a pedestrian at. But every time I get to it, it's red. And the walk signal is blinking with, like, a 28 count. So I have to sit there for 28 seconds. Yeah, that's annoying. Well, nobody crosses the street. Don't even get me started that's- on the stoplight that's right out at the end of my parking space. Freaking ridiculous. <laughs> Well, that's another thing. So they do have parking, which is nice, but then I have to go up two different elevators to get to my room, because you take one elevator from the parking deck to a convention center, walk through the convention center to the hotel lobby, then take that elevator up to my room. Mm -hmm. Another annoying thing, usually I would just take the stairs, but I'm on the 18th floor. I think I actually requested the 18th floor when I was booking it, but I immediately regretted it. So I had a cool view and everything, but... Whatever. It was stupid. Just like elevator um, rides. Yeah. The doorknob on my room <laughs> shocks me every single time I touch it. Literally every time. <clears throat> it has um. not not shocked me once. So that's dumb. And then the running trail, what broke me was I was dealing with all that stuff already, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go out for a run. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And there is all there's a running trail right next to the hotel I usually stay at, and there's also a running trail right next to this hotel. So I was like, at least it has that going for it. Yeah. But this one was teeming with homeless people. Oh, boy. Which usually I'm not someone to get annoyed by homeless people. Mm-hmm. But this was like cities, towns of homeless people. Oh, boy. 
And, which also wouldn't bother me, but, uh, like, a few of them were yelling at me. And then you, like, and had I was to lower like, the come shoulder? come on, man. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, man, like, just leave me alone. Yeah. So that's, that's when, after that run is when I booked the other room. But then I was like, no, calm down. Where and then when I, ran the, when I ran the trail on successive days, I did not notice the homeless people as much. Mm-hmm. I think I was just, like, surprised the first time. Although yesterday I was running and I did see a man standing under a bridge... Naked as the day he was born. <laughs> Just washing himself with a soapy, wet cloth or something. Yeah, I think um, it's something that I'm really starting to learn in my 20th year. That homeless people don't really... They've forgotten the clothes rules. They, or I don't think they've forgotten, but they've... It's really low on their priority list, which I don't blame them. But, like, I've seen many more naked homeless people this year than most. How many do you usually see? Usually none. This time, two or more, I think. Like, okay, that is the first full naked... Wait, actually, I might have seen someone I worked in Berkeley. Okay, Brian, I was on a piping hot run in downtown Cincinnati. (laughs) Like, (laughs) not downtown Cincinnati. It was um, down by, like, Ludlow. So it's, like, where all the art students live. Okay. Um, And there's one drinking fountain on my route that's functional. A lot of them are Mm -hmm. shut down because of COVID. And there's one that's functional. And I usually don't stop at them because of COVID. But mm-hmm. it was, I was so, so hot. And I was coming down to the drinking fountain on the corner of Ludlow and Clifton. I know the one. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to... Right by the naked lady fountain? Yeah, right by the naked lady fountain. I was going <laughs> to take a sip and then, nope, naked homeless lady washing her clothes in the drinking fountain. <laughs> <laughs> naked on that corner? Yeah, she was just washing her clothes. That is an exposed corner. She was an exposed woman. (laughs) (laughs) So then, I just, like, continue on my run, and then, if you know the route that I'm doing, you go back by Uh that drinking fountain, and I was so hot that I was like, I I have to stop and drink at that drinking fountain. I was going to stop in the drinking fountain that I had seen homeless clothes washed in. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I was so thirsty. And then she was still there. Still naked? Oh, uh, she was like finishing up, but like, I was like, I'm not gonna interrupt her. So I just <laughs> you just get in line, <laughs> start taking start off taking my clothes. Off your clothes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same page. But like, I was just like, come on. Man. So then I went all the way home and just like had heat stroke. I guess I'll just go drink out of the sewer. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but anyways, where were we? What was happening? Um, I was telling you why San Jose sucked this time. Yeah, homeless people. But then. But then I got in my groove. The other thing that was annoying was I did not know any of the restaurants around my hotel, so I didn't know where to go for dinner. Mm-hmm. But the first day, I was like, okay, here's a pizza place. Pizza's a good go-to. I'll just get a pizza. And then, but they didn't have small, medium, large. They measured them in, like, inches. Mm-hmm. So I just got the biggest one, because I was like, it's probably a large. 18-inch pizza. Mm-hmm. Very large pizza. It lasted me three days. Oh, boy. <laughs> did not have to go out for dinner again. <laughs> Um, which is unfortunate because then I started going to the climbing gym. Oh wow, that's a whole story I could tell you too. <laughs> um, but the the a, a pro of this hotel is that the climbing gym is like right around the corner. Oh yeah, so that's nice. And when I was walking to the climbing gym, I was like, oh, here's a bunch of restaurants that are all kind of open with like outdoor dining. I was like, I could totally just come here, and there's plenty of options for dinner. So by the end, I was like. I could maybe do this again. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Yeah, sounds like it has its merit. Yeah. Um, is that, so that's, you brought me up to date on you? Yeah, that was my week. I could tell you about the climbing gym stuff, but I'll let you go for a little bit. Yeah, we can we can get into this, into the specs. Um, mm-hmm. Is specs short for specifics? I thought it was specifications. Like tech specs, table it. technical specifications. We'll table it. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, I mentioned, I don't know if it was on the episode or not, but or before we started like recording, but it feels like it's been three weeks since we recorded for me, and yeah, I guess... That's what I'm realizing now that we record a podcast every week, that I'm like, a lot happens in a week. Yeah. Like, stuff that I thought was important seven days ago it does not feel important now. Yeah, no, so I, like... It's kind of a life lesson. I, um... I had a weird mix of, like, doing a lot of, like, new stuff that was, like, crazy. And, like, you know, like, novel experiences make it feel like time lasts longer. Like, a trip feels longer than just sitting. Yep. But then also... that podcast that talked about that. Yeah. 
But also, being very bored makes time feel like it goes faster or slower. You know? Slower. Yeah. So, like... Slower in the moment, faster in hindsight. Yeah. Maybe. So, I had, like, a very stark mix of doing, like, big crazy new things and, like, watching three or more movies in a day. So, <laughs> so like, it just felt like it lasted so long. But, um, did we... Did I talk about my second trip to West Virginia yet? No. Second trip? Yeah. I, went, I knew not of. I went there two weekends in a row. Oh. Yeah. So... Okay. Um, I mentioned last time, I don't know if we published that one, did we? Yeah. Yeah, so, I went on a climbing trip. Oh, yeah. I guess we could do a quick aside for the viewers. I blundered when we were recording that, (laughs) so, um, if there was any point where Jay's voice sounded echoey, that was on me. Yeah. Maybe I should lose my podcast point for that blunder. I think we're gonna dock you half a podcast point. Okay. But do we round up? Who knows. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um... But, so I went on that trip last time, and it was, like, I left it sort of feeling, like, bittersweet, because I, like, felt really, really dumb and kind of stressed the whole time. But then, also, it was, like, there were so many, like, really awesome moments in it, and, like, Mm -hmm. there were several times throughout the trip where I was just, like, this is amazing, I'm having the time of my life. But then it just, like, was a mixed bag at the end. But this trip, um, I realized that if I don't mess up anything catastrophically, like, the bar is not that high. I messed up some pretty bad stuff last time. But if I don't do anything like that, it was, like, so, so fun. Like, we went this time, and basically, it felt like it was so amazing just because nothing, like, terrible happened. And Mm -hmm. the climbing I did was, like, a little more fun. Same, like, grade of hardness, but just, like, a little more exposed, as the climbers would say. So, like, I was climbing really easy stuff, but then, like, my butt would be over air. So it was, like... Your butt would be exposed. Yeah, my butt was exposed the entire time. That's part of trad climbing. (laughs) Um, but no, so it was like really, really fun climbing and then I just like knew everything better. So then I was like not messing stuff up and that, I think a lot of that stress was just like created entirely within me. Like, I don't think John uh-huh. was putting a lot of that on me. He was putting some of it yeah, on me, yeah. but yeah, so just so much better, so much less stressed and just had a really, really great time. Um, but that was great. So I got back from that, um, and then... What difficulty were you climbing this time? It was... Did I mention it? It was 5.3. Last time, the first trip you did 5.3. Yeah, so this trip, it was technically 5.3 again, I believe. Um, Oh. Yeah, so then I led the whole line, so... Mostly that's just because John doesn't want me belaying for him, because, like, him following me... That's one thing, because, like, the belaying's, like, super easy, really, really hard to mess yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, But, like, lead belaying, especially on two ropes at the same time, is a little different. Like, I've never done that for somebody. So he wants to, like, uh-huh. work that out with me more before yeah, he does I got it. Yeah, But, um, yeah, so I led the whole thing. It was super fun. We did a really, really big rappel at the end, which is always a good time. Um, How high was the rappel this time? Um, it was almost the full length of the rope. Like, there was only 10 feet on the ground when we got down. Wow, yeah. so 70 meters minus 10 feet. No, yeah, so then we pitched the ropes off the top. Well, 70 meters and however much it stretches. Oh, there's stretch involved. No, yeah, did I mention, like, we, like, um, he said he'd done it before. I don't think it was quite that bad this time, but sometimes you'll pitch your ropes off the top, and then they're just dangling not on the ground by, like, 20 feet. Ooh, and then you just start rappelling, and then by the time you get to the bottom, it's like 70 meters of rope that you're stretching out, and it's like dynamic, yeah. so then by the end, you have like slack on the ground, like 15 feet of slack. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. No, so, I, um, so it was a really big rappel, super fun, uh, one, I was going down, and then the ropes were stuck on a ledge, and I had to like, get down, just like, the ropes are stuck, John, and then I pitched them down the rest of the way, and then went down all the way, so it was cool stuff, but nice. I don't want to get hung up on that too much. Because a lot more <laughs> happened. So, I got back Sunday night, and Aaron was here. It was, she showed Whoa. up, yeah, she showed up Saturday, was hanging out Sunday. Um, so I was just, like, updating everybody. It was like, you know, it's always a frenzy when somebody comes home at first, so we were just yeah. going back and forth. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what it's like when someone gets home. <laughs> of course. Um, but, what happened? So Aaron, for the first time, decided to stay at Mary's house with me. Mm. So we were, like, just hanging out the whole week. It was super fun. Like, during the day, we would just, like, be working. But um, we would, like, have lunch breaks together. And um, then, like, in the evening, we were just hanging out. So it was super fun. Um, 
So we had a good mix of like lazy Wilson time, as I mentioned with the multiple movies in a day. But then also, Aaron bought climbing shoes, so I took her out to the crag. The crag. Yeah, whips ledges. So I um, I took her out there. John met us, and so did Linda. And we were climbing outside. I was showing her all the stuff. Aaron's never climbed on ropes before. Yeah. So she's she like went outdoor bowling. Oh, not even once. in the gym. No, she she went to the YMCA with me once and Rock Mill with us once. Wow. And then she went outside bouldering with Ryan. And then I was like, come to the Whips Ledges, I'll teach you ropes. So then... she Show you the ropes. Yeah. So then, She is just making leaps and bounds. No, yeah, she is, like, going crazy. So I put her on this one route, and she got, like, a decent ways up it, like, did, like, three tries on it. And she was doing well. She said that, um... When she was bouldering, she could only, like, just hang on the rock. And, like, she felt like she wasn't doing anything. But, like, yeah. this was good for her. She was, like, making progress, and I was super excited. It was really fun to see. And, and that, that proud younger brother moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then, eventually, John showed up, and we set up a different climb that we thought Aaron could do. And then Aaron got to the top of that one. And then she fell off and died. Yeah. No. But it was so, so cool, because, like, she was, like, oh. She, it was really, like, she was gritting it out. It was, like, she was in a crack. Like, climb, mm-hmm. and, like, I could, I was belaying for her, and she was, like, panting, and, like, really, you could tell she was putting a big effort into it, but, like, the panting didn't sound, like, panicked or scared, she was just, like, really gutting it out. Yeah. And then she got mm-hmm. to the top, and I was so excited, and then it, like, got dark really fast, so then it's pitch black, and John's just like, here, um, you and I will go up top, Jay, stay down here, and give Aaron a fireman's repel, I'm gonna teach her how to repel up top. So then it's like pitch black, and then John teaches Aaron how to repel, and she does it no problem. What? Yeah. So Aaron was just a badass, and John and I were both just ecstatic, and it was so cool. And Aaron's dreads got a little bit longer. Yeah. No, so I was super excited. I'm glad she had a good experience, and I just, like, couldn't shut up about how excited I was and about climbing and all sorts of stuff. (laughs) But that's why we were both really sore today. Um, (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So that was, like, one of the days that felt super-duper full because we ran that morning, too. Um, mm. Also, Aaron runs now, so, like, going on runs with her is super fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then today we just had another lazy day, and then she left. Um, but, yeah, lot, lot, packed week. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. But that's all I have to update. I have some points, um, and none of them are important, so we can stop at any time. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, we're, we're way ahead of schedule. Yeah. Really getting this down. Um, well, I'll tell you about my climbing experience then. Do it. So, like I said, the climbing gym was right around the corner from my hotel, so I was like, dude, I gotta go all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I don't know if they're even open, so I checked their website, I'm like, okay, they're like conditionally open, they're only open to members. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm not a member, I don't live here. But you can get one of those 10-punch pass cards, Yeah. which... Um, I don't think I'd gotten in the past. I did buy a one-month membership at one point, so I'm, like, in their system. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so I called them. I was like, hey, I see you're open to members. I was a member once, and I want to get a punch card. Can I buy a punch card? And they're like, no, we're not selling memberships right now. You have to already be a member. And I was like, well, that's dumb. It is dumb. (laughs) But then I was like, oh, that's too bad. Like, I travel out here for work, and I really love your guys' gym. So, like, I'm not a member because I'm not here all the time. But, like, blah, 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 blah. And then they took mercy? Yeah. So then the guy was like, let me see what I can do. And he went and, like, talked to some people. And he was like, okay, send an email address to this email. Explain your situation, and we'll see what we can do. And I was like, okay, cool. So I emailed that email, told him my whole pity party story. And then they emailed me back, and they were like, Hey, Brian, we're so happy you really want to climb at our gym. We're not selling memberships right now, but because of your circumstances, we'll make an exception. Hey, lessons are made for exceptions. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So uh, they sent me a link. I clicked on the link, bought my 10 punch card, $230. That'll get you. It's usually $25 a climb, but with the punch card, it's $23 a climb. Punch cards are like the biggest joke of a deal ever. (laughs) (laughs) it's so stupid but i got my punch card and then i was all excited to go and then i'm like hold up i did not bring my climbing shoes hold up hold up i didn't pack my climbing shoes are you okay just hold up got me 
Continue, please. I did not bring my climbing shoes, so I was like, ah, nerds. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Okay, giggles. So then I called them back. I was like, hey, I know you made this exception to like let me climb, and that's dope and everything, but I did not bring my climbing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most like Wilson boy situation. I know, classic Wilson blunder. <laughs> so um, I was like, "There's no way I can like return this punch card, is there?" <laughs> you tried to return it. Yeah, they were like, "No, sorry, all sales are final. Like you have a year to use them." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't know if I'm gonna come back here ever again." <laughs> so then they were like. <laughs> They were like, well, you could buy shoes, but, like, uh, you're not allowed to try them on, and you can't return them. <laughs> I was like, well, that sounds like a bold move. So then I bought seven pairs of shoes at this point, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's why I was calling you asking about climbing shoes, because I don't know a thing about climbing shoes. Dude, I don't either. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want this to be my first shoe buying experience. Um, when I went in later, they do have the shoe that I currently have, mm. so I could have asked Sydney what size they were and just gotten that exact thing. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't trying to drop any more dough. Yeah. So um, the guy on the phone was like, "We like he we explored our options," and then he was like, "Hold on, give me a second. Let me go look around." And I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> the amount of exceptions ask? for this young man." <laughs> so he looks around. He gets back on the phone. He's like, "What size do you wear?" And I was like, 12 and a half, sometimes 13." And he's like. Okay, well, I have a pair of 11 and a halfs that somebody just left here a few months ago. He's like, if you come in, you can just have them. <laughs> yeah, this guy was coming here a few months ago. He was coughing something fierce, and I haven't seen him since. But he left his <laughs> shoes, if you want them. <laughs> yeah. So naturally, I went in. Um, I'm like, hey, I'm Brian. I'm the one you <laughs> sold the punch card to that didn't have his shoes. Hey, I'm the shithead. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, they pull out. <laughs> they pull out this these shoes, and they're like, "Here, try them on." So I put them on my foot, pull them on all the way, and I'm like, "These are crushing my feet." Yep. And they're like, "Well, they're supposed to be a little tight. Like, are your toes curled, or are they like curled under?" And I was like, "My big toe's fine, but the rest of my toes are just like not fine." Yeah. So they were like, well, I mean, you tried them on, so you can keep them. <laughs> You're cursed so, now, so you must keep them loose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once I put them on, I'm like, I can't get these off. And they're like, yep, that's what happened to the last guy. <laughs> you notice the skeleton we dragged out of the shoes before this? <laughs> so, anyways, I went in. I was like, I'll try to make the most of it. They also allow you to climb in your street shoes. Okay. So... I tried a couple routes in my tennis shoes, and I was like, this is dumb. So then I, what I did was I just slid my feet into the shoes, but then left my heels out, uh, and yes. then tightened down the straps really tight. So my toes weren't, like, staying all the way in. Mm -hmm. But then also, as I started to climb, I was like, wow, I haven't climbed in, like, a year. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> not, not a year, but many, many months. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I cannot climb anything <laughs> so yep. like the shoes aren't even holding me back um but yeah so the first day there and eh, i won't go into details the difficulty of what i was climbing does not really matter just know that i was climbing stuff that was not very difficult yeah um but then i went back the next day um in my tevas and i was climbing in my tevas and i think they were about as good as having climbing shoes halfway on okay so if you're ever deciding between those two options, yeah. they're approximately equal. I almost favored the Tevas a little bit. Did they allow barefoot? No barefoot climbing. Hmm. So... What about human foot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I forgot my bare feet. Ah, dang it. Um, but then when I went back the second day, I did climb a little bit better. I, I was able to conquer a few V3s. Yeah. Um, and most of the V2s, so... Okay. That's where I was ever climbing. All in all, was not worth it. Okay. If I knew everything that was going to happen, I would not have bought the punch card. I would yeah. just have given up on climbing. I like the preface, but, if I knew everything that was going to happen. Yeah. I would have made a few different choices. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I actually forgot a good story from my camping trip. Okay. Yeah. So right on me. It was like a little mini story. So we rolled up the first night, same campground as before. It's pretty, uh, pretty podunk. Um... But 
basically I rolled up and it was dark and then I was setting up my tent and I didn't notice when I set up my footprint of my tent that like mm-hmm. I set it up in like a bowl of earth basically like subtle interesting decision but like it was like the ground around me was like higher than my tent yeah so I was just like it's like I'd already like set up the frame of the tent and I was like getting the rain fly out at this time and I was just like eh, I'm going to bed so then <laughs> I throw the rain fly over borrow stakes from John because I still haven't found my stakes oh, um, so then I was like securing down my um, my rain fly and it was just really weird because like the rain where the rain fly was going in like where I was securing it was like the all the ground was like above my tent yeah yeah and that's the story. It was just weird. Well, I mean, it was pretty high stakes. I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Brian, you don't even understand. It was, like, day two of the camping trip, and I was taking the stakes out of the ground, and I thought of the joke, and I, like, I jumped in the air. I was so excited. Oh, my God. And I almost forgot, because it's been a week. <laughs> See... As you were telling the story and you couldn't find your steaks, I was going to ask you if you think somebody might have accidentally eaten them. Okay. And just, and just been like, these, these steaks are awful. <laughs> but no, I was just like, it's one of those oh moments boy. where, I've told you how I develop jokes sometimes, like, there was the one time yes. the Adam Ravine You joke. think of the punchline and then work your way back. Sometimes, yeah. Like, I'll just, like, go on a run and be like, oh, I'm gonna... Like, if I I think of a uh, joke, I'm just, like, Uh so excited to tell it to you. (gasps) I just remembered a joke I came up with. Okay, go on. Okay. Are you gonna blindside blindside me with it later? No. I I have a few jokes I want to lay on you. Okay. Well, um, I could tell you a real story if you want. Wait, I feel like I just cut you off in the middle of something. Oh, did you? No, I... you come up with jokes? You were telling your joke uh, process. Oh, yeah, no. So, like, there's one time I remember that's kind of representative sometimes where, like, I'll just think of, like, a play on words. It's really I'll think of, like, a bad pun or a play on words, and then I'll think of some, like, elaborate setup so that somebody doesn't see it coming. Because Mm -hmm. I've built something of a reputation. If I tell someone I have a joke, then there's good odds that they're not going to stick around. (laughs) 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 So I I really need to, like, beat them over the head with it or, like kidnap them with the joke. They they just don't laugh and walk away. (laughs) Yeah, they don't even let me start anymore. But, uh... No, so, like, with... There was the one joke where I was sitting there and I was listening to music while I was, like, doing planks, or I think I was, like, warming up for a run, maybe. Yeah, I think I was warming up, and then I thought of the phrase Adam Ravine instead of Adam Levine. Yeah. I remember this joke. Yeah. It was so... It was not good. So I was like, I need to, I need to say Adam Ravine at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is gold. I just gotta, I just gotta work out the details. <laughs> so then, going on the run, I was like, well, their, their bass player died after the first album. And then, See, like, you know these things. Yeah. You're, like, gathering evidence, gathering information. I have a, I have a like, um, a cork board with, like, red yeah. yarn all over it. It's like, there's something here! And it's just Adam Ravine in the middle with no connections yet. And you're just, like, banging your head against the wall. I like a five o'clock shadow. Like, yeah. I'm smoking cigarettes for some reason. I'm just like, ah, damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. But, uh, no, so then I, like, worked backwards. I was just like, well, like... Okay, so maybe, like, there was another mystery member of the band who also died that I had never told Brian about that fell down, like, a gully or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, his name it's was Adam Ravine. <laughs> so dumb. I don't know if I mentioned Adam Levine is the lead singer of Maroon 5. <laughs> I feel like people should know that. Yeah, they should. But, uh, no, yeah, so... I Wake get, up, people. I get inordinate amounts of joy from my own jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they're well, that bad. Yeah, this joke, I haven't even told anybody, and it, I don't, it's, it would be a very unique circumstance where it came up. Not really. Mm-hmm. I could see this coming up. Yeah. And me saying it, and people not realizing it's a joke, which are one of the best jokes. Yeah. Like, one of the <laughs> best, which, okay, so this first joke Okay, yeah, I'll just tell you. So, um, you know, I'm a uh, refuel floor technical director. Okay, yeah. Is my job. So I'd be like, oh, I'm a technical director on the refuel floor for nuclear reactors. And then, natural follow-up question, oh, so, like, what do you do? Or, like, what does that entail? And I could, I'd just be like, well, technically, I'm the director. 
on the refueling. <laughs> well, technically, I direct the refueling of nuclear yeah. reactors. And, but then I could be like, well, technically, I'm the director on the refuel floor. But what I actually do day to day is blah, 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 blah. So, like, that's how you could play it off. And then they just be like, did he just, did he just say what, what it was? What again? did he just say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those, are, those are good jokes. I like those. So ones. I thought that could be great. And then this other joke that I started doing at work. <laughs> This joke I did multiple times. I've been hiding uranium in people's lunches. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Brian! <laughs> um, did you listen to Critical Role? Um, that one of the magic items they have is like the stone of hand warming or something. No, I'm pretty pretty far behind. Oh, okay. Well, Jester has a hand of stone warming, and she was using it to like warm up her pastries before she ate. She has a hand of stone warming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stone of hand warming. But anyway, then they, they started joking. They're like, is this just like a chunk of uranium? <laughs> They're like, we're just heating up our food with it. Like, well, these pastries are great, but why are my teeth falling out? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Anyways, the Anyways. joke I've been doing at work, which you know it's great when uh, it's not the joke I've been telling, it's the joke I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, at the airlock door, um, it's like you have to come up to the door, push a button, and then get you get a green light, so you open the door and then enter the airlock, close the door, make sure it's closed, then you have to go to the next door, push the button, get the green light, open, whatever. Mm -hmm. Apparently they've been having some problems. Ah. People... <laughs> Opening the doors when they shouldn't, or opening them up, like, more rough than they should. Yeah. And, like, messing up the seals on the airlock door. I don't know. So they have a job. I've told you many p stupid, pointless jobs they have people do <laughs> at nuclear power plants. They have someone sit in the airlock all day. Really? And open and close the door for people. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but when someone's coming in the other door, that person will come to the... When the people are coming in one door, the person will go to the other door and put their hand up on the window. Um, just to say, like, stop. Because that's terrifying. So they, yeah, <laughs> because, because they're, they don't want someone coming in the other door. Save yourself! The joke, the joke that I've been doing, if you want to call it a joke, is they have their hand up on the window, and then I just put my hand on their hand. <laughs> <laughs> and just stand there. And they're not looking, they're looking at the people coming in the other door. Do they see your hand eventually? No. <laughs> because they take their hand off before they turn around to open the other door. Huh. <laughs> so the only people that might see my hand are the people walking in. Okay. <laughs> but, like, there's no punchline. Nobody really sees it. I think one girl saw it once. <laughs> and, like, smiled a little bit. <laughs> Dude, that's all you need. I think the only, I know. <laughs> the only way I would have done the joke different, I think, is I would probably like, go for a high five. Yeah. But that's gold. That's But they're never looking. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... But, yeah. No, it's the jokes that aren't jokes that nobody sees yeah. that just br make you a little bit happier. <laughs> Those are the best jokes. Those are... Uh, that's really what humor's all about, my mm -hmm. man. Ooh, on that note, um, yesterday... I went to um, Jamba Juice to get a smoothie, mm -hmm. and it's like you order, and then you have to go outside, and they bring it out to you, mm -hmm. and this little kid walked up to the window that they hand them out, and they have Halloween decorations up, mm -hmm. so like one of them is like bloody handprints, and it says like, help me, and the kid looks at that, and then looks at me, and he's like, why would someone take that much time to write help me in blood? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he's like, if they're bleeding that much, they probably have other problems. Why, why <laughs> is this like, kid... Like, or they probably have, like, more pressing issues yeah. or something. No, this and kid's, like, like, having very good insights. <laughs> I know, I was like, dude, you're on top of it. I was like, that's a good point. Like, good, good job, man. I was proud of that little kid. Yeah, no, he's really gonna... He's gonna go places. Mm -hmm. At least he would do well in a horror movie, probably. Yeah. Alright, anything else from you? Dude. I still have... I have a bunch of points from last week that I got bulldozed over and didn't get to share, so I was ready to go, like, rapid fire. Through. Yeah. Okay, I have, like, one that's really quick. Um, it was another... Alright, let's do speed round. One minute for every topic. Starting okay. now. Okay, 60 so, seconds on the clock. Yeah, so I saw my timer. So, basically, I had a moment with Dad that I describe as one of just, like, a really gold nugget of a Wilson moment. I heard him going to the microwave, and he was heating up his oatmeal, and he does it for two minutes. I know this because I looked. So, he, <laughs> he presses the button, 
and I hear, was it? Yeah, I hear five keystrokes, and then it's going, and I look over and I see two minutes on the clock. I was like, Dad, did you not hit two zero zero start? Four keystrokes? He said, No, I hit the thirty second button four times, but I've thought of this. <laughs> no, he said, But I put some thought into this, and I was like, That was the line that made it. For Dad me. is now going. <laughs> he said. Now, yes, there's five keystrokes, but the 30-second button is right next to the start button, so there's very little tracking between buttons. If you do 200, you go from the top of the keypad to the bottom, then to the start button. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm just like, only in the Wilson household would this conversation take place. Would somebody have used one more keystroke than necessary for two minutes, and one person noticed, and then the original person had a reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, where else? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so for the 30 seconds, you have to hit add 30 seconds mm -hmm. and then hit start? A yes. lot of microwaves will just start going yeah. if you hit add 30. No, so then at home, like the, or the other microwave we've experienced with a 30 second button, it even more makes sense to do 30 four times because four times. you don't have to hit the start button, so it's the same keystrokes, and it's mm -hmm. running from the beginning. So you're saving time yeah. that way. Saving like a whole three quarters of a second. Probably. But this one's contentious. It's up in the air. It's a hot button topic at the Wilson household. <laughs> but, hot button topic. But now I'm sitting there in the microwave. I called dad out once. Every time I'm not like on my game with the microwave, I'm just like, oh, well, shoot. I just did one zero zero. I could have hit 30 twice. Like, and I look at dad and then I'm just like, okay, he didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Putting a lot of thought into this man. Yeah. Working from home. <laughs> the, the power dynamics. Yeah, yeah, intense. But uh, well, like, also some microwaves. If you need two minutes, you can just hit two. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Anyway, well, rapid fire okay. to you. Yeah. Okay. So, point number one: Me and Sydney have played Minecraft together. How'd it go? Um, we only played one session. We got uh, the basic tools and carved out a little hut into a mountain. Mm -hmm. But um, Sydney picks things up really fast. Okay. Like, I was explaining to her step-by-step step everything to do, like, getting wood, making a crafting table, and I'm like, okay, so now you do this to make this, and blah, 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 and she's like, okay, what's next? And I look over, and she already has a crafting table made and sitting in front of her. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, I've watched you play. Like, I know how to do some of this stuff. <laughs> nice. And I was like, wow. So that was good. We haven't played again since, though, because, I don't know, I've been busy. Yeah. She's been busy. Did Whatever. she go on a mining okay. expedition yet? No, all we did was made the basic wooden tools and then carved out a hut on okay. the wall. Because when yeah. I was playing with, um, are we doing names? <laughs> when I, I don't care. I, well, when I was playing with Tony, the big deal was <laughs> there was a lot of uh, contention over when I would leave her in the mines. Because, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, I imagine if me and Sydney keep playing, there's going to be a lot of, like, betrayal. Yeah, so, like, I'm just, like. Maybe not betrayal, but, like. It's Sydney being left out to dry. <laughs> yeah, because there's like it's part of it's the adventure. I'm just like I'm exploring. I want to like go off and do stuff. But then Tony would just be like, No, like I'm like we're going this way. Like I'm over here. Like come come here. And I'm just like I'm doing this thing over here. Can you just explore that? Yeah. She's like, No. And so like, Minecraft like, is a scary game sometimes. Yeah. And like it the was random sound effects. Yeah, it was a whole slew. Of <laughs> it's like, I know I'm all the way over here in the Minecraft world, but I'm still sitting right next to you. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I was scarred in my first go of Minecraft. I was like trying to find somebody in the dark when you just pop up and you have a map and nothing else. Yeah. And there's monsters everywhere. And then I like fall into water. I couldn't figure out how to swim. By the time I come up, <laughs> I'm in an underground cave and there's a wizard attacking me. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, so then I die and I don't have a map. And I'm just like, well, shoot, Minecraft sucks. That's, that's a rude awakening. <laughs> yeah. But, um, is that Okay, it? next point. Okay, yeah. me. So um, I forgot on my first climbing trip, we had sheets for dinner twice. Sheets is so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's no, like, you talked about this. No, I talked to you about it later. I, I said that I'd forgotten about it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so good. It, like, rivals any fast food restaurant I've been to, at least. Like, yeah. it's so good. It's made to order. So I got this chicken sandwich with, like, crazy toppings and just very, very delightful. But then I took that information back to Bronson, and mm -hmm. I was, like, just going on and on about sheets and how much I loved it. And he said, you know what? Um, Get-Go is similar. Um, they do, like, made-to-order no food. I was like, oh, that's interesting. He said, I'm not finished. I went there for lunch. <laughs> And it is not worth it, my friend, because the grief I went through five hours later... <laughs> oh, no. It just was ruined. <laughs> so he said, 
Sheets and get-go offer similar things, but they have very dissimilar consequences. Yeah, it's like center court versus market point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very Cincinnati area reference. Yep. So some of our viewers will get it. Yeah. All right, next point. Um, I had, like, a pretty vague topic. Um, Wait, I, I got a list, man. Oh, you're going? Yeah. Yeah, go. Okay, um, the street names I never talked about in uh, Nebraska were really cool okay. on my running routes. Not the actual names of the streets. They were all, like, first, second, third, fourth. But, like, what they call the street. You know, the second half. Okay. So they had, um, like, first, second, third, fourth avenue and street in one section of the town. But then if you go to the other section of town, you still have the avenues, but the, uh, uh, the cross ones were called Corso. So you had first Corso, second Corso. With a K? Um, C-O-R-S-O. So I was like, that's weird. Like, the south side of town was Corsos, <laughs> which was really weird. It's like Never parsecs. seen that before. Um, what? Okay. Like a parsec? <laughs> oh, okay. Like, he made the, made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs? Yeah, what did you say? Corsecs? Parsecs. Oh, that's not what I heard. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> continue. Moving on. <laughs> um, in another part of town, so like outside the main town, it like goes up into the hills. Mm -hmm. So going up into the hills, it's first, second, third, terrace. And I was like, well, that makes sense because you're in the hills. But then the ones crossing the terraces were called rue. R-U-E. First rue, second rue. I climbed a, I climbed a line on uh, Seneca in West Virginia called rue. Okay, yeah, because then I wanted to look up what rue meant, but I still haven't, because I'm assuming it would be similar to terrace. I think it's like a mixture of flour and other stuff. It's like a sauce type thing. Yeah, I think that might be another meaning. I was wondering if there was something else. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, so those were the cool ones. And then also of note is that I think at least half of the street signs in that city were turned 90 degrees. <laughs> So, like, some kid figured out he could do that and just went wild. Because... Like, vertically or, like, horizontally? Because no. that could cause mayhem. <laughs> um, on the Z-axis. <laughs> well, some people do that differently. It's different in physics and math. Okay, whatever, dude. The vert Like, Vertic the pole direction was, The vertical like... axis. They were rotated so that the signs were not on the right streets. You know what I'm saying? That, that kid is... The, it's the Joker. It's the Joker reeked, as a kid form. Wreaked havoc when I was trying to learn my routes. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, but I mean... I when know, you can't trust all... street signs, the whole foundation collapses. Yeah, I was like, is this a rue or a terrace? Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> is it oh, a corso man. or an avenue? <laughs> but yeah. So there was that. And then, okay, last point is I wanted to give you an update on Corn Mountain. Because remember I was telling you oh, yeah. about that corn, corn place I was just dumping corn in the yard? Yeah. Um, every day I ran past that place for the next week, it was always dumping corn. <laughs> so, like, the whole yard by the end was just full of corn. <laughs> like, I'm talking, it was like 30 feet high oh, at boy. least. And, like, easily 100 or 150 yards long. It was more like Corn Ridge okay. than Corn Mountain by the end. Corn Ridge. But then, corn Corso? Yeah, yeah, so then, uh, yeah, corn roux. <laughs> corn roux. Um, but I was, by the end, after like the third day running by, I was like, what is the utility of this? Because I've seen like semi-trucks drive in and they'll dump corn straight into the semi-trucks. And I'm like, but once it's in the yard, you're, you've lost all potential energy. Yeah. You're going to have to suck it back up to dump it somewhere else. That's fair. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then I also realized at the end of the yard where they were dumping all the corn, no walls, no <laughs> barriers. I could just walk in there and climb Corn Mountain if I wanted. Oh, dang. Were you tempted? It's like no security. There wasn't even a no trespassing sign. You're just like, come like on in. Asking, Corn's fine. They're <laughs> practically asking me to climb Corn Mountain. Yeah. Or at least go in with like a bucket and take some corn home. Yeah. Organic Nebraska corn. Yeah. So, Corn Mountain is alive and thriving as far as I know. Dude, good to hear. I was worried. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything else to add? We're just about at our time. Um, I have, like, one talking, like, prompt that I had that's just kind of opening a can of worms. But I think, honestly, we're pretty good. 
Like, okay, yeah. The the next uh, the next group is knocking on the studio door. Yeah, so. yeah, and I can hear the ending theme fading in. I don't think we yeah. actually do that, but. All right. Well, great, great pod. No, yeah. Thanks for coming on, everybody. Once again, I'm Jay Wilson. He's Brian Wilson, and this is the Weekly Wilson.